Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer. With me is Mr. Lady Ada on camera control and microphone, and also Emperor of the Known Universe. We're here at uh, Adafruit what? We're all in charge of the universe, That's all true. of us. We're all in person. We're here at Adafruit, our uh, downtown Manhattan factory. We do all our shipping, kitting, coating, assembly, manufacturing, and more. Uh, it's all happening here. The factory's quiet right now because everyone's yeah. home. But that's because we've got an hour packed full of the latest and greatest in maker, open hardware, software coding, and Python uh, burping and news as well. Uh, why don't we kick it off, Mr. Lady Ada, and tell them what's on tonight's show. On tonight's show, the code is unexpected. This is celebration of all the cool boards we're putting in from unexpected makers. So 10% off in the Adafruit store, all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Code unexpected. We're going to talk about some Adafruit Live shows and more, including show and tell. Thanks, JP, for hosting that. Time travel, look around the world, makers, hackers, artists, engineers, and more. And speaking of, we have a new segment we're going to be doing probably for at least the next 18 months. It's called Chip Shortage. Stay tuned for that. Some retro tech, which we showed a little bit when we kicked off the show. From the mailbag, a special extended version of a song by request. Help wanted. Go to jobs.adafruit.com to post your skills, or if you're a company that are looking for amazing makers to help you with your company or project, post it up there. Some New York City factory footage, footage, footage from here, from the Adafruit factory in New York City. I am told that we are classified as an advanced manufacturing company. That is the way people in New York who are interested in, in getting reelected um, are talking about things. They're like, advanced manufacturing, that's where it's at. You guys are advanced manufacturing, so we're advanced manufacturing. We're gonna show some photos from our advanced manufacturing. Um, 3D printing, some cool projects from Noah Pedro, including um, probably one of the most ambitious projects we've taken on yet. You will see that very soon. Some new products, we answer your questions. We do that on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, or discord.gg forward slash adafruit, where you can join all 30 for a thousand of us. All that and more on, you guessed it. Beep boop. Ask an engineer. Okay, so first up, um, let's uh, do a little reminder. Help us pay the bills because things are expensive. We love paying our team. We love paying the bills. We love. We just did taxes, just like all of y'all in the U.S. probably. It was a chunky bunch of taxes. So um, help us pay the bills uh, and pay the folks for their skills and use the code. You get some free stuff on the way out, though. That's right. $99 or more, you'll get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard, handy for taking your projects from a solderless breadboard and making them permanent. I use it all the time. 149 or more, you get a free STEM QT board or controller or breakout. Uh, we've got a range of like about 20 different boards that we give away, uh, different sensors and devices. Make an account and we'll make sure to get you a different one each time. And then 199 or more, you get free, free UPS ground shipping in the continental USA. 
don't forget, make an account on Adafruit.com, verify it. It means just click in an email and then set up two-factor authentication. The reason is that is how we sell high demand products, including the Raspberry Pi. If you look at all yep. the Twitter accounts and Raspberry Pi bots and sites that says, here's who has Raspberry Pis, we do. But when we release them, you have to have two-factor authentication and more. And it looks like that's the direction a lot of websites are going to. Some are doing things like charging a lot uh, over the amount of a Raspberry Pi. We're not doing that. Some are saying you have to be an existing customer from the past. We're not doing that. You just have to have a two-factor authenticated account that's good security practices anyways. So this is helping people do that as well. Um, but that's what we're doing. We're also filtering orders. So oh, it's yeah, not, sure. that's not the only thing. Yeah, um, of course. We do, that, we do that with all orders. You do your part, we'll do our part, yeah. and we'll get your Raspberry Pis. And today, you know, we put in some Raspberry Pis and it was neat to see um, educators, people that have been waiting for a really long time, they all had a fair shot at getting Raspberry Pis and they were able to. So we do a bunch of live shows, including this one, but our live show that we did just right now, just a few seconds ago, with Show and Tell. Special thanks to JP for hosting it this week. Next week, Noah and Pedro hosting it. And uh, we're going to watch, as soon as we get home after this, we're going to watch the Show and Tell because we were setting up the show. Um, so if you want to, every single Wednesday, 7.30 p.m., hang out in the Discord. We put the StreamYard link that allows you to just uh, very easily use your computer and webcam and all the things that we've all been using for the last couple of years in some way to show and share your project, whether it's Lady Ada and myself or JP and Noam Pedro. We'd love to see you. Join us. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask, like, how do I get a job at uh, Adafruit? A lot of times when we work with remote team members, it's through um, them showing and sharing their projects, doing open source and being part of the community. So that's a fast track way to do it. On Sundays, we do Desk of Lady Ada. In fact, this week, um, we're going to put uh, a couple extra things in Desk of Lady Ada. We're going to do INMPI on Sunday. But um, every Sunday, we do Desk of Lady Ada, Hacker O'Clock, which is like usually eight or nine. What was in part one of Desk of Lady Ada? Well, we showed off this, this cool um, we're gonna show again Sony um, record player. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think we showed off the schematics, and, mm -hmm. and we took it apart a little bit, and we, we kind of showed some pieces and parts. Um, I also showed off um, an upcoming project, the ESP hole, which is an ESP32 S2 TFT feather version of the Pi hole. JP is going to be documenting that, um, thanks to JP. I also showed off a SemiQT board I designed and also a USB PD chip that I saw on a breakout board that I might investigate. Okay, then we did our probably most popular segment on maybe even all of our shows now from Descaladia. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with the DigiKey. Adafruit, Lady Ada helps you find the parts you need. Lady Ada, what were the parts that you were helping people find this week? Okay, this week um, I worked a little bit more on my um, RS-232 feather wing, and I decided I had so much space uh, because RS-232 conversion is so simple that I thought, hey, let's get a RS-485 chip on there as well. Um, and so I searched for different RS-485 transceivers, uh, full and half duplex, uh, common packages available, and I found a couple good options. Okay, so we'll be doing the show this Sunday. We'll have a bunch of surprises and more, and that's when we'll be doing INMPI. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, JP's product pick of the week was this week. We're going to play it. Um, a little programming note, JP is not going to be doing John Park's workshop this week. Probably be returning next week, but we'll give you a heads up. Um, here is the product pick of the week this week. A little jewelry box. Hey, look, there it is. It is the Pi UART USB console and power add-on. Connects right on to these first headers of the Raspberry Pi. 
fit that on there and just press down. So I'm plugging in USB-C there and then I'm going to flick on the power switch. What I'll do is connect to it using a screen. So I'll type in my username, password, which it's going to tell you I haven't changed. Now you can do things from here like uh, adjust configurations. Maybe this is a headless setup. Let's say edit the config. And there we go. We can go in with nano here, go maybe uncomment some of the overscan stuff for HDMI. If you're having HDMI issues, it might be impossible to see it on the plugged in monitor, but you could go in here and make your changes. This is the Pi UART. It is a console and power add-on for Raspberry Pi. And we also do CircuitPython Parsec. This is a little bite-sized piece of uh, CircuitPython that you can uh, code along with JP, or you can watch the highlight, and this is this week's. For the CircuitPython Parsec today, I wanted to show you how you can use a bitmap graphic with transparency inside of CircuitPython. So this uses image load, and I'm using display I.O. to do a whole bunch of other stuff as well as vector I.O. But what I've added here is a new little function called add clown. So what I'll do is remove the comment from this and I'll resave this code to my board. And what you'll see is when it restarts, we will have added precisely one clown. Hey, there's a clown. And, uh, oh, he's a sad clown. But the cool thing about this clown you can see is that since I have the ball bouncing around behind him, it's pretty easy to tell that there is transparency going on, sort of like an alpha channel if you're used to modern graphics. But what's going on here is that there is one special color in this image which is considered to be the transparency color. What's happening in the code is that anywhere that the index zero color, so the first color in the palette, which happens to be magenta, is going to be knocked out. It's going to be rendered transparent. In my function, what I'm doing is loading in a bitmap graphic. That's that clown2.bmp. Then I'm setting up with image load the image as well as the palette. What I'm doing is with pal.maketransparent0, I'm picking the first one, index zero color, which is the magenta, and making that the transparent color. Then I set up this little sprite as a tile grid. Clown.tg is tile grid clown image and the pixel shader. And then I append that to my main group. And then I'm setting it in a particular place depending on the call that I send to this function. So if I send it now another one, add clown at 7070, we'll get two clowns on there, which are gonna be uh, at the positions that I've indicated. So there you can see, it's a really easy way to create transparency. And so that's how you can use transparency with a BMP graphic inside of CircuitPython. And that is your sad clown CircuitPython Parsec. Okay, and then don't forget to tune into Deep Dive, which it really is a Deep Dive, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, where Tim Fomey Guy will go into the deepest parts of CircuitPython and show and share them with you. Lots of display stuff. That's right. Um, time travel, uh, some reminders, some things, uh, some news, and more. We travel to, through space and time together, and here we are. Um, so first up, a reminder, Adabox, we are still working on it. Thanks for your patience. We tried to do four Adaboxes a year. We changed it to seasonally because it didn't make sense to try to hit a specific date because of the part shortage and more. And we're like, yeah, you know what? This one's going to be winter, spring. 
we're just going to call this next one spring. <laughs> so um, that's just the way it is. If you all see what's going on in the world right now, and we're going to talk about this in our upcoming segment, chip shortage. The chip shortage. Yeah. So there's parts of the world that are in lockdown. Uh, the boats are sitting out in port. Um, there's a lot of disruptions in every possible way. Um, I also think, because we saw this article um, about the, the Foxconn that never happened uh, in the U.S. Wisconsin, yeah. In Wisconsin. And, you know, one of the things is there's a lot of promises that were made years ago that um, just weren't kept, and it's been a few years. So I think there was this idea that we'd have certain things like, oh, we're going to have all this battery production. We're going to have this chip production. A lot of it didn't happen. And now people are like, wow, like there's just not enough stuff for what we need. And the demand is higher. We also have a very disposable society. There's a lot of things that go into it. It's not one thing. So um, anyways, we'll keep everyone updated. Don't worry. You don't get charged until we ship Adabox. Um, we'll continue to update our site. We'll do this on our shows. We'll uh, keep everyone in communication. Once again, we thank you for your support. We are completely full with Adaboxes. Some people once in a while will pause or cancel, and then someone who's uh, waiting for a slot will immediately go in, and that, that waiting list is pretty long. So um, you can do that on adabox.com. So mailbag, this mailbag is a little bit different. Oh yeah? A little bit different this week. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to get ideas, but the way that I know how to get ideas is to get a lot of ideas from a lot of different people. In fact, I like um, chatting with folks who don't have the same opinions I do. I like all the angles covered. If, if lots of different people are coming at different mm -hmm. things, so I, we have a very open way of communicating. So yeah. people come up with ideas all the time. They also send nice emails to us. So this came to our contact form. I really like this. It's from Max. Hi, can you please tell Lady to never to stop singing her little new, 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 new anthems during the new, product new, videos. New, new, I've been new, watching new, it for new, four new, years new. and it never gets old. She is, uh, has to continue doing it. It's a monument. She is so uplifting. So, I'm um, so excited about the new product. I am, I am uh, pleased to debut the one minute long new, new, new song um, that we're uh, releasing. We're dropping it today. And uh, it's one minute of your listening pleasure. Uh, here it is. And thank you, Max, for the kind words that inspired us to make the song. Didn't make it to this Grammys, but the next one. Yeah. Thank you, Max. That was beautiful. All right, so uh, next up, our newest segment that we're going to do, and we're gonna be doing this every week from now on uh, until there's no chip shortage, which is a little unknown. 18 there, months. Here we go. It's a chip shortage 
every day. It's a chip shortage in every way. Lady Ada, what is the chip that you would really like to have that is currently not available? Okay, so this week's <laughs> chip of the non-existence of the week is the Bosch BNO 055. Where are Makers, you? engineers, and roboticists love this chip. I miss you so much. It's a combo at SAMD20 with like some Bosch, I think like a BMX 055 or something, uh, nine off sensor, and it does fusion and it like emits all this data that's like pre calculated. Um, it can uh, pre cal, you know, it does a calibration for the magnetometer. Uh, we have a breakout for it. People love it. I, I love to keep it in stock and I can't. Um, and we have hundreds of people who are... Um, Look at these rabbits that can't tilt anymore. They can't tilt. People, these I rabbits just, can't tilt anymore. I just love the sensor. We use it for so many projects and I'm so bummed. Um, right, not well, only is it unavailable and there's a shortage. What happens when you go to DigiKey and order it? You can't even back what? order it. Um, there's no estimate of when it's going to come back. What? It's been, it's bad. It's, it's, this is one of the most... Um, Unobtainiums of unobtainiums, and it's it's a bummer. There are, there is an NXP nine dot sensor that we have in stock. You know, ST has a nine dot sensor that's also unavailable. But the BNO zero five five kind of, it was a one stop solution to um, doing orientation measurements without a lot of calculation. So I'm I'm saddened to say that it is affected by the chip shortage. Um, we have you know thousands on order, but um, we just don't know when we're going to get them. So if please, if, Mr. Scrooge, I'm just a street urchin. If Mr. So, Bosch is listening, so please, Mr. Bosch. So um, here's the thing: if if you could, I, I know you would. If you had like wishes, you'd wish for more wishes because that's what you're supposed to do. But you, you right. wish like world peace, and you know everybody's happy. Uh, everyone loves themselves, love each other. But uh, let's say you had. But to, let's take a get through let, all this. Well, let's say you had to do electronics-based wishes for getting us parts. Yeah. If you could talk to uh, Miss Bosch, I guess that's the owner of the company. I assume so. Yeah. Um, how many chips do you want, and of what ones? What do you want? Well, I've got twelve thousand on order, and I'd love to have them. But even another reel of four thousand would really help okay. because the moment we get any, they sell out instantly, and then I can't get any for another, you know, six months or more, and it's it's such a bummer. Okay, so um, we're gonna do this every single week. This is just one of many for the chip shortage. Uh, we'll listen to y'all what you need. We'll try to get the word out to uh, the manufacturers. Um, I think this is the next stage that we're in, which is like begging. Come on, like, <laughs> like, like, just desperation. Just we just want to let everyone know, like, this is real. This is happening. Yeah. Um, we're sending. So some of our team members at Adafruit, uh, you know, we have a, a little stand-up meeting every day, and uh, they said, yeah, my friends and family are now asking me what's going on with this chip shortage. And uh, then some people who have Adafruit on their LinkedIn, there's random people contacting them, asking them to find these chips here and send it to them. So please. No, we have like random friends of random friends of random yeah. family members contacting us, asking us for FPGAs. I'm like, I do yeah. not have a stash of 10,000 FPGAs in and my like, basement. There is like this other thing, which is like, like, nice try. There is like, oh, hey, Phil, I know I haven't talked to you in 10 years in the last time. I was really mean and like stuff. But anyways, can you give me some chips? I tried to push you off the cliff. <laughs> can you give me some chips? And I'm just like, I don't have the, I wouldn't be able to even if we had them because that wouldn't be fair. Um, nice to hear from you though. Um, you know, chip shortage bringing people together. So that is this week's chip shortage.
tune in two years from now from our segment, Chips of Plenty. Um, so next up, let's go to um, Retro. So we got two videos, and we're going to show a demo. Um, maybe I'll try to do the demo while, while we're showing the first video. So first up, um, I have a collection of retro input devices. And I don't believe in throwing out beautiful retro devices, even they don't work with modern hardware. Because I live with Lady Ada, and she can make it work with anything. So um, the next thing you're going to see is a Spaceball 2003. And it's a really cool 3D device. Uh, we've had some photos and more, but this is the video of, of getting it running and working. All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Would you like to touch my space ball? This is a space ball 2003. It's a 3D uh, user interface device. Still, people use these kinds of things for CAD. Uh, this one's pretty old, so it's got a, a DC and RS-232 connection, but I'm actually testing out this FTDI-based uh, RS-232 cable. And uh, so you set me on a path to maybe get this working in Python. And um, it actually works pretty well. I got the button presses working. You can detect all the buttons. And when I touch the ball, you can see it prints out um, the X, Y, Z coordinates and then like this vector as well. Uh, I put the code up on uh, GIST on GitHub. Um, and also you've got some really cool photos and videos of this on Flickr if you search in the Adafruit section mm -hmm. for Spaceball. Wow, wow. Okay, and next up, um, a long time ago, we released an album. This is Frequency, and it's a uh, pink album. And all of our songs are on SoundCloud if you want to download them. We made these available for everyone. Um, and you can buy the record. We still have some. And one of the things that I've been trying to find for like a decade, um, actually more, has been this um, Sony record player. And so this is Codename Flamingo. Um, it's a portable record player. Um, you can twist the stand on this. You can uh, put batteries in it. Um, you can mount it on the wall. And the cool thing is the record plays horizontal, and we'll do that in, in just a minute. Um, you can also play it, you know, sorry, vertical and horizontal. And the needle goes up and down, and it's just this beautiful, amazing thing. Right at 1983, right when things uh, were changing, um, there's uh, headphone jacks out. Um, it even says, hey, go record something. Remember that? A version of a company that said record music. This is like the pre-intellectual yeah. pre um, property Sony. It plays uh, you know, different sized records, different speeds. And uh, one clever hack that they weren't supposed to do, some of these can broadcast on FM, so you can broadcast it to your stereo. And so they were even doing like you know, Bluetooth wireless before, before you know, Bluetooth wireless for a lot of these things. Um, it does uh, plug into the wall if you wanted to. And um, one of the things I'm going to try to do is we have a photo set that we're doing. I'm going to try to convince Sony. Um, I collect weird Sony stuff. So this is like, you know, the Sony little round speaker. This is very modern. This is a Bluetooth speaker. Um, and it does all sorts of stuff. And then this is a little portable speaker. And I just like Sony stuff quite a bit. And let me see if uh, I can get this going here. So this is the record player. And I think what I'm going to do is... Uh, Go like this. Is that the right power supply? What? That's the right power supply plug? It is now. Yeah, just watch out. Because it's center negative, not center positive. Yeah, so here it is. And uh, I'll hold it up. And I have the little feet on here, but these go, these fold it like this. And then I'm going to plug this in. I'm going to turn it on. And now I'm going to put the record in. And put the record in. You slide it in. 
and then you lock it in place. And you could either play it like this. We could play it like this. I'm going to play it like this. And Lady Ada, if you could plug in to the headphone jack. And we'll be able to hear this. And then press power on the speaker. This is a modern new speaker that's plugged in. And then what I'm going to do. But it do, is Sony brand. Yeah, it is Sony brand. I wanted to bring on Baron. So let's see if I got it going. Yeah. That's this week's retro. All right, help wanted. Yeah, someone said in the chat, that's a big CD. Um, so this is a neat one. This is a uh, theater group. And this theater group is looking for chained LED panels for theater super titles, maker and coder needed. This is at the performance space in New York. And uh, all the details are on jobs.adafruit.com, and you can check it out. And if you want to help out, a very cool uh, music theater and performance theater and art theater, you could do that. Probably could do it remote, but that one might be better for the New York area. So do How do I turn this off? What? Oh, it just turns off automatically oh, okay. eventually. Great. And that's this week's Help Wanted. Okay. We're going to do some Python on hardware news. Are you ready, Landy? Yes, I am ready. Blinka, 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 blinka. Blinka, 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 blinka. Okay, this week we have one big bit of news that I wanted to talk about. PyCon US 2022 is going on in Salt Lake City. And if you check out our newsletter, we have a bunch of details. Of course, you can sign up Adafruit Daily. You can also check our blog. Um, this is the blog post we have. Looking forward to PyCon 2022. PyCon 22 is coming right up. The conference is April 27th, that's next week, to May 3rd as a pre-conference summit. And there sprints with Katni, Melissa, and Jeff from Adafruit. Uh, they'll be doing the education summit April 23rd. Katni will be giving a talk at the summit called Simplicity and Fun, Learning with CircuitPython. We'll also be hosting a Welcome to CircuitPython event. Um, we already have everything up, at least most of it, uh, on GitHub, so you can follow along even if you're not going to be there. You can download all the examples and stuff, and uh, you could see all the work that we put into this, so it's easy for attendees to learn CircuitPython and more, and you can do that as well. In our newsletter, um, do check out the latest CircuitPython show. Allie from SparkFun was in. It's a really good interview. You can learn about her journey and how she ended up at SparkFun, things that she's doing there, and um, a lot of in interesting insights on what's going on in the Miami tech scene. Um, it was a good video. Congrats, Paul, on some great interviews with the CircuitPython show, which we have nothing to do with, uh, which is great. That's what you want. You want to make something so other people can make something with it. 
Um, and uh, our newsletter has the usual. I did like this keyboard. This is like a cording keyboard that you could just do with a Pico. I like the Axolotl. And uh, CircuitPython. So I thought that was, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so if, look at the lizard. What you want to look well, at the lizard? It's not a lizard. I don't know what it is. It's a look at this weird animal. <laughs> yeah, you could tell it's it's somewhere on the evolutionary uh, chart. Yeah, um, and it just decided to stick around there. Um, so, uh, anyways, lots of keyboard stuff and more this week. But uh, the big news, the big highlight is please check out all the stuff that we put together for PyCon 2022. Hopefully, we'll see some of you there. Um, even if we don't, please check out the things on GitHub. And uh, thank you everyone in advance for the folks that are going, especially the Adafruit team. This is one of the first events that we're going to. And so we're looking forward to doing more soon. Um, don't forget, you can sign up on Adafruit Daily, adafruitdaily.com. We don't spam, we don't harvest your emails, we don't do anything like that. It's a completely separate site because we didn't want to tie it to your Adafruit store account. And we deliver that every single week. All right, next up. It's open source hardware time. Do you know what Friday is? I think it's an open source hardware summit. It's the open source hardware summit. It's virtual this year. Um, and we are a sponsor. We have some team members tuning in virtually. I do like the artwork in it this year. And because uh, we bought tickets and we're a sponsor, we got a goodie bag. Oh. So this is the part of the show as one does on YouTube. It's kind of like an unboxing. Is yeah. this an unbagging? Unbagging. This is the tote bag. Everyone needs a Untoting. tote. Untoting. It's the law. Um, All so, right, tell me to show off some. Yeah, so why don't you uh, tilt the overhead. Well, on one hand, I want to tilt it. On the other hand, I want to show off individual things. Yeah, right? so let's uh, let's go and show. <clears throat> so here, put first, uh, let's, let's put this underneath here. Okay. And show this okay. off. So here's the art. Why don't you do this? Okay, so first off, there's this cool resistor capacitor art. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. And, right. and I think you could still get a goodie bag. Um, here is a parts pack from SparkFun. Okay. Classic red box. Red box from SparkFun. Yeah. I think what I think you want to back this up because it's just More. like a big, More. big red box. Yeah. Big red box. Yeah, you can always. I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah. Comes with a bunch of parts. Cables. I love these jumper jerkies, as Pyroni calls them. Headers. Yeah. Very useful. And a card. And I think this is a sticker, a vinyl sticker, a very nice vinyl sticker. More headers, and of course the box itself is also very useful for yeah, making okay, projects out of. All right, now let's start taking out the stuff that it came with. Okay, DigiKey included an innovation handbook. Yeah, we're in there. Which is cool, it has lots of pinouts and color diagrams. It's a really great book, and then tons of gridded notebook for your schematicking and charting and graphing and ideasing. Okay. Okay, what else? Um, there's a mug on the Open yeah. Hardware Summit. It's kind of yellow bug and this yellow, it's like an atom and it's like a NPN junction maybe? I don't know exactly, but it's cute and it's a mug. And I, I like it's yellow. It's a shiny, happy color. Okay. When you're not showing stuff, let's put something there so it's not oh, it's dead okay. space. Yeah. Okay, there's this minnow iFixit kit. Uh, which is kind of handy. It's got a little bit of everything. It's for fixing gadgets around the house. It's got the nice uh, screw top. So, oh, cute gift. $20 value. Um, Seed Studio. This is a little uh, sleepy mask. Supply frame. This is a webcam cover. 
from Alpenglow. There's a ruler with a neat golden and blue teal color effect and some papers. Um, stickers from the Open Hardware Summit. That's right, it's hardware logo. Nice logo, no yeah. patent pending. Yeah. Okay. Some more stickers, Oshpark stickers, Hackaday stickers, Lulzbot, Pulse Sensor, Tindy. Yeah. Uh, I think I fixed it. Ooh, a little a mini uh, sticker pack from Shopbot. Hold on, there's a lot of stuff going on here. What else, what else is in there? Um, a pin. Yeah, I think oh, that's no, sorry, a, a bottle opener. Bottle opener. Uh, Hackster sticker. Um, I think this is also Open Hardware Summit logos. Another yeah. Hackaday. Nice logo on the Hackaday thing. thing. And I think that's it. Okay. Did I miss something? No, that's everything. Okay. All right, so you can go Unbagging. to ashwood.org and you can um, still sign up and get tickets and uh, definitely check out and see if there are still goodie bags left. We are an open source hardware company. To prove it, we have 2,658 guides. Good night. And Lady Ada's going to go to sleep. <laughs> That's it. Show's well, over. It's actually really comfy, she, by the way. She's saying too much. This is very soft. Yeah? Yeah, feel it. Yeah, and it says loading. That's kind of clever. It's soft. All this right. It's actually very comfortable. So we have a bunch of guides. Yeah. And uh, this week, um, we'll show the videos with them. Um, oh, you're right. That is nice. That is nice. Told ya. Okay, sorry. Putting all this stuff away. And the mug. Don't forget the mug. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Cool. It's funny, it's like I feel like I should be wearing, you know, a mask, too. I yeah. guess this is, um, hey, everybody, the CDC changed their mind. <laughs> kind of look like a little bit of like a robot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Looking good. Okay. You want to go through these guides? Yeah. No rush. Um, 2,658. I was filling time while you are doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, take it away. Okay, so from Liz, we've got the um, we've got a video also. It's the uh, glider controller. Um, yeah, I we'll was playing uh, glider again. I haven't played glider since I was a kid. It's a fun little game with only two keys, where you control a paper airplane through this beautiful monochrome um, apartment. Uh, it's a classic Mac game. I thought wouldn't it be fun if we made a um, a controller that was actually a paper airplane. I thought it would be a, a good little Circuit Python project because it would be wireless. We would use the um, wireless BLE support that we have in CircuitPython and showed off. Uh, we've also got a guide for the new ESP32 S3 Feather. Um, that's a new Feather. It looks just like the S2 Feather, but it has uh, dual core, uh, more SRAM, um, and it has BLE support. Uh, it's, the S3 is pretty new. Arduino support is still in release candidate mode. CircuitPython support is still kind of happening. Um, but this chip is, is, is coming around, and so um, we do recommend checking it out, especially if you're interested in uh, a dual-core ESP32, basically like the original ESP32, but with native USB and a couple more peripherals. And then finally, uh, we have uh, our 3D printing project of the week. It's a Philby Paint Your Dragon uh, plus Ruse Brothers collaboration. It's the Connection Machine Raspberry Pi case, or if you don't have a Raspberry Pi, you can also use a Pi Pico. Um, it no. looks just like a connection machine five, I think, or yeah. four. And we went to MoMA with Anne, and uh, I shot this video in 2018. And we said, one day we are going to make one of these for our desk. And uh, it happened. Yeah, it's really close. Um, it's cool how, um, you know, we could 3D print something that is desktop sized. But, you know, it has tons of red LEDs, and we got some cool patterns yeah. going on it. So um, it's a good build. Yeah, and then I wanted to play the video from Liz. Yes. 
for Made in New York City factory footage from the Advanced Manufacturing Factory, Adafruit Factory, okay. <laughs> advancing mm. the manufacturing yes. in New York. Always forward. Advanced. And it wouldn't be made in New York City factory footage from the advanced manufacturing factory at Adafruit unless we showed some of the uh, time lapse of the Disney building going up. Uh, I have uh, breaking news. Disney's leaving Florida and they're moving to across the street from Adafruit. They specifically said we're moving next to Adafruit. That's what they're doing. So I know they've been in the news. So Well, uh, we do have the light parade already. That's going right. On. Okay. All the Neopixels. 3D printing. All right, we're going to play these back to back. This is a connection machine build, and then we have a really cool uh, dragon like wall hanger uh, speed up. So see you on the other side. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're making a replica of a connection machine with the Raspberry Pi. The connection machines were a series of supercomputers from the 1980s that featured red LEDs in an iconic cubic enclosure design. We were inspired to design and 3D print a case for the Raspberry Pi and used Adafruit's Charlieplex LED matrices. We also used black LED acrylic to diffuse the matrices and design them to just slide into place. 
the Audio Visualizer demo features interactive LEDs using the audio levels from a USB microphone. This project uses a total of eight LED matrices and two I2C buses. Random blinky lights are a classic staple of retro computers depicting their CPU activity. These 13 by 9 Charlie Plex LED matrices are daisy chained over I2C and they're powered directly from the Raspberry Pi. This project can also be powered by the low cost Raspberry Pi Pico RP2040. With CircuitPython, you can run the Blinky Lights demo or write your own animations using the LED driver. You can use jumper wires to easily plug in wires to the headers on your CircuitPython dev board. The audio visualizer and chasing LED demos were written only for the Raspberry Pi. The enclosure can be 3D printed using your favorite filament. Links to the files are in the description. You can set the I2C address bus by soldering the jumpers on the back of the driver board. This project uses a total of eight LED matrices and two I2C buses. Be sure to check out the learn guide for full step-by-step -step tutorial on building this project. The enclosure pieces are attached together using machine screws. The LED matrices snap fit into these little PCB frames that are secured to the enclosure. The case features built-in rails for the black LED acrylic panels. Jumper wires are plugged into the header pins for easy connectivity. A right-angled USB adapter is used to run the power cable for the Raspberry Pi to a 5-volt power supply. A separate PCB mounting plate can be used to secure the Raspberry Pi Pico RP2040 board to the bottom of the case. The back of the cubes feature snap-fit panels and feature vents to keep your Raspberry Pi nice and cool. We hope this inspires you to check out CircuitPython for your retro-inspired builds. Thank you for watching and be sure to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. And don't forget you can watch 3D Hangouts with no pager every single Wednesday around 11 a.m. Let's do some new products. Big news. Um, these were out of stock for two years. But now they're Ish. back in stock with the Microbit V2.2. Small change to these. They're not like it's kind of updated. It's kind of not updated. They were exactly the same as the uh, original Microbit V2s. Um, but the chip that is used for the USB to um, serial and programming capability, like the um, L and LDAP chip, DAP chip, the whatever, uh, they changed the model because you know there's a chip shortage. So they found an alternative. Works exactly the same as before. So if you're looking for a Microbit V2, this is the one we have. It's the bare one, not the Go Kit. Uh, this is the only model we have in stock right now. Okay, next up. Um, we have, we've actually already stocked the 
RGBW version of these mega bright uh, NeoPixel compatibles um, with warm and cool white LEDs. And this is the one with the natural, like neutral white LEDs. It took us a little longer to get. Um, but if you want like a three watt LED version of a NeoPixel on an aluminum PCB, uh, these will do the job. They work just like NeoPixels. You power them from five volts, but they just got like a massive ass LED on them. So uh, just, you can see you can chain them. Of course, it's one pixel per. Uh, comes with cables, of course, you can replace the cables and then you can see this like huge uh, LED chip in the middle with a WS2811 driver and then it's an aluminum backed PCB for heat sinking. Oh, and right. then, sorry, there's, there's a heat sink, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, next up. Next up, ah, oh, this is fun. This is a curb cut 64 by 64 LED matrix. It's a hub 75 matrix, just like you'd expect, but it's got a trick on the back. It doesn't have like a flat corner side. It's not meant to go um, next to other panels on a wall. It's actually great for making corners and it's curb cut on all four sides so that you can make it into like cubes and other shapes. Otherwise it's uh, identical to a hub, other hub 75. Uh, 64 by 64 LED matrices, comes with the power cable, comes with the two by eight IDC cable. Um, it's only, the only difference is the plastic. It's 2.5 millimeter pitch. Uh, this is showing, you know, three together, um, making a corner. So this would be great for making cubes um, or other shapes that, you know, you, you don't want to have to remove the plastic. It, like this is not even, this is just held together with tape too. I mean, you'll still want to have a mechanical structure behind it. Um, but, you know, if you want to make it easy to make um, cubic shapes or rectangles or whatever have you, um, these curb cut uh, panels are great and they'll, they'll line up quite nicely on the edges. You'll get a nice clean seam. Uh, next up from uh, Pimeroni, or Pimeroni, we have the Servo 2040. Um, this is a RP2040 based board that runs uh, C++ or uh, MicroPython and has some PIO code that is designed to run uh, up to 18 servos very cleanly. Um, so great for like hexapod or other robotic projects or automatons where you want to drive a lot of servos very uh, cleanly. You provide five volt power externally, um, program it over USB. It's also got some RGB LEDs uh, and some sensor inputs for the analog input uh, ports. Um, it's fully assembled, got some QT port, I think two buttons, um, you know, big cap. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's basically designed specifically for servos or, you know, anything that takes a servo input. I, mean, I guess you could also use it for driving other PWMable devices. Um, but I think this will be great for uh, roboticists who want to, um, you know, make uh, humanoid or, or arachnid-like robots. Okay, and then um, starting the Unexpected Maker Tour, here we go. Yes, we've got three uh, ESP32 S3 boards from Unexpected Maker. This is, I think, the Teeny Pico version, um, which I think has eight megabytes of flash and eight megabytes of PS RAM. Um, all of these start the, uh, US, the USB native capable ESP32 S3, which is, uh, as we mentioned, a dual core ESP32 board. So it's got Wi-Fi, BLE, Two 10 silica cores running at 250 megahertz, uh, 240 megahertz, uh, 500K of uh, SRAM, and then of course external PSRAM. Um, got some extras on here, like um, you know a little NeoPixel in the corner there. I think a battery charger that you can uh, solder a battery onto. Um, lots of GPIO pins, uh, and it's pin compatible with, with the Teeny S2. So if you have one of those, 
uh, you can use this as well. So very powerful little chip. Next one. Here's the Feather S3 version. So it's got two stomach QT ports uh, with power control, um, USB-C, uh, DPIO, it's Feather, uh, Featherwing compatible. Although do watch out, the pin numbers are not kind of the, what we like to use for our classic uh, Feather configuration. Uh, I think it's got 16 megs of flash and uh, eight megabytes of PS RAM. Although check the uh, specs for that. Got NeoPixel, two regulators, um, antenna, and all that good stuff. Okay, and then uh, the next one. Yeah, and the last one is the Pro, which is uh, get castellated pads, a lot more pins. Um, it's got a battery port on the end if you do want a battery port. I think this also has 16 megs of flash and eight megs of PS RAM. Uh, it's got a stomach QT port and buttons. It looks like it's a little slimmer than the Feather. It's like this. It's like the slimness of the Teeny Pico, but like extended out. Uh, so it's got a ton more pins. Uh, looks like it's got a couple ground pads as well. So it's got like the most pads, uh, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. All right. And then uh, you know they all come with these cards and they show all of the pins. Yes. And more. And, and they run Circuit Python. And these, yeah, they're all running Circuit Python. I think there's also Micro Python support, and of course Arduino support's coming. Um, it's, it's in re release candidate mode. Um, these are the ones that have the um, updated Wi-Fi, so they're going to have uh, you know, good Wi-Fi connection. There were a couple that, came, that went out earlier from um, other vendors that didn't have the Wi-Fi fix, but these do. So if you're wondering, uh, these have the Wi-Fi fix, so got, they've got solid uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity. Okay, and then the star of the show besides Yuli Data, our team here at Adafruit and around the world, our community, our oh, customers. I want to show this, this cube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And that's the cube. Yeah, where the cube. Here, yeah. let me, uh, let's zoom in. Go go this way. You can see it, yeah. Yeah, so this is just held on with, like, tape, I think. But um, you can see these curb cut LEDs are great. Very cool. All right, so the star of the to, show to drink. this week is... Ba, 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 ba. Da, da, da. It's the um, WFL external antenna version of the Feather V2. Um, it's basically the exact same layout as the Feather ESP32 V2, but instead of the PCB antenna module, we're using the WFL antenna module. What's great is that it's got um, you know, C and FCC certification, and you can attach an external antenna using the built-in WFL connector, which I will show. It's got USB-C, it's got an ESP32, it's got um, 8 megs of flash, and I think 2 megs of PS RAM. Um, it's got uh, auto reset, it's got a reset button and a user button, it's got um, a STEMI QT connector with uh, power disabling, there's a NeoPixel, uh, battery charging, all the stuff that you love about the Feather ESP32 uh, V2, we upgraded this version. Um, pinout is, is nearly identical, um, but of course there's, there's just more memory, more flash, more everything. Um, and there's also more labeling because the module is smaller and we got to cram more stuff in because of that. I like the little Adafruit logo that pops it's, up there. Yes, well, it's a, I, you know, I kind of did that on purpose, I think. I, I like know. it. Uh, let's just say I did. Um, so I'll just show what's, what's going on here because it's a little, it's, you want to be close. So, like I said, it's the exact same version of the board as the Feather ESP32 um, V2, except... Normally this would be an antenna, but you see there's actually no, this module is just cut short. Usually there's a PCB antenna, but there's no PCB antenna. Instead, the, the PCB underneath is visible. And this is a WFL connector. So this can connect to um, an SMA adapter here. 
or uh, I can grab, this is a, um, from DigiKey, I just picked up a, uh, this is actually a BLE antenna, but you know, 2.4 megahertz will work fine for Wi-Fi. So why is this good? Let's say you want, you know, much better antenna than the PCB antenna. Um, you can do a directional antenna if you're putting it in an enclosure um, that will block the RF signal. You can, um, you know, use this to have an external panel mount, but mostly it's for people who want um, a better antenna than the PCB antenna, which is, you know, it's a good antenna, it's not bad, but um, an external antenna will, will get you more gain, and of course you can have it farther away from your electronics, especially if, if the RF is, a, you know, affecting um, your signals or something. It shouldn't, but, you know, you want to have it far away, um, you can do that. One thing I will note, because I, even I got confused by this, it's not a UFL connector, it's a WFL connector. It's smaller than UFL. This is a, it's also called an MHF3 or an IPEX3. It's kind of the third version of uh, what, you know, what UFL would be called version one. This is smaller than that. Um, so we'll be getting adapters, but for now in the um, product link for this product, um, I do link to a place you can get, uh, you know, these SMA or RPSMA WFL adapters, and also on DigiKey, there's this antenna that I've tested and uh, works just fine, even though it's advertised for BLE, it's still 2.4 megahertz, um, and it's a fine antenna. So, um, you know, if you like the Feather ESP32 or ESP32V2, but you want an external antenna, um, we now have one in an FCC CE module format um, with a WFL connector that's easy to plug an external antenna. Okay, um, don't forget the code is unexpected. You can use it on all those unexpected maker products. Yes. And congrats, unexpected maker, on a fantastic debut with all of your products Yay. and more. We are doing a community thing together where we build together in the open and more people can do more things together. So I'm excited to see those products in the store. So we're going to jump right to questions um, because we got to get out of here early this week. Adafruit.it slash Discord. Questions, there's some lined up. Lady Ada, I'm going to speed round it with you. Go for it. And here we go. Uh, first up, I posted up the video, the chip shortage one, of just the soundtrack, if you want to listen yeah. to it. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, that's for folks who wanted to put it on it's repeat. It's a chip shortage. That's right. Okay, it's any suggestions for controlling LED animations over Bluetooth? I know that there is an ESP LED animations library. Um, you know, we do have one in CircuitPython too. I guess it depends on how complicated you want to do for BLE, but I would, you know, I would use an ex existing BLE, you know, RXTX project that just sends data back and forth and then check out like fast LED and see if you can just control it from that. I think that we, we've got a project or two with um, fast LED or LED animations that's controlled over Wi-Fi. Do the new ESP32 boards do the ESP Now wireless communication protocol? I think the ESP32 S2, S3, and the classic ESP32 do it. I don't know if the C3 does it, but you know we use the same chip. It's just module format. Um, so if the chip supports it, then uh, yeah, the module supports it. If I'm using feather. a LiPo charger chip like the MCP73831, do I need a MOSFET, or can I just hook the load to VBAT slash battery? The USB lithium ion lithium poly charger board doesn't have one, but the Feather does. Um, you don't have to, but it's considered better if you're, if you're going to power something off of it because 
um, then you won't be constantly charging and discharging the battery if it's connected to USB. Like the USB will charge up the battery and also supply um, the current for the product. It's just, it's just a little nicer on the battery. Okay. Uh, question for Radio I'm looking to do my first PCB. It will just be a few breakout boards to a cutie pie. Any tips on how to get everything connected with a solid connection? Would you do female headers on the board and just plug in the boards? Example of a breakout. Yeah, I think. Power, uh, uh, I think. Buck booster. Headers is a great way to start because if you plug in something backwards, you make a mistake, you didn't lose your expensive boards. Okay, is there any tricks to make PCBs to be able to solder castellated pads to where the components are on both sides, like the Cutie Pie ESP32 S2? Um, you do a cutout. That's what, you know, um, there, there have been other modules I've seen that um, have, you know, capacitors on the bottom. It's not that common, but it does happen. Um, but whenever you have your boards like that, you just do a cutout around the board and then you just solder the edges. Okay, uh, question for the show about the ESP32 with external antenna. Any tips on how to keep it on if it's your final project? Hot glue, electrical tape, et cetera. Well, you shouldn't be moving it, right? So the, the way to keep it from moving is that you mechanically um, attach the antenna and you mechanically attach the board and you don't have it so it can move. Because if it can move, it's going to move. So make sure that both parts don't move and then they're not going to move. Okay. Um, will any more of the Adafruit Music Catalog be pressed on vinyl? Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously we're really focused on just trying to get through the chip shortage and some of those types of projects, um, you know, we just have to be razor focused. I would, we have everything on SoundCloud and we have a ton of music that I'd absolutely love to like even do, um, you know, like a holiday album with all of our holiday songs. Like we just have a lot. Um, and so that's the good news is like, even if someone wanted to do that for us, uh, we could say, okay, cause we do uh, creative commons music uh, with our, with our music. So we can even team up if someone wanted to fund it and want us to know. Um, we have ideas on some cool vinyl ideas. Um, so do you take requests for CircuitPython libraries? Yes. Um, I failed converting an old BM085.py due to GPIO and bus IO. Any tips? Um, we have a guide on how to write CircuitPython libraries, so check it out. It's very detailed, um, but it does go through how to make an I2C driver. Um, you can also open up an issue in CircuitPython. Uh, I'll say that only about half of the drivers um, that people request are, are written. Um, chips like the BMP085, which have been discontinued for more than five years, are sort of the least likely to get done for you. So you might have to do it yourself. Okay. And this will be the last question for tonight. Should I try and program the SP32-S3? With Arduino platform or the native Espressive, my project would use the ESP Now communication protocol over the I2S audio. Um, IDF will get you, will probably have better support, but Arduino is probably easier to start with. Um, there is Arduino support in 203RC1. Try it. I mean, it's a release candidate, might work, but, um, but I've never used either of those things, to be honest, on the ESP32S3, so I don't know if they work. Okay, um, a little reminder. Unexpected the code, please use it. Um, we're going to bounce a little early tonight. Um, we're still on time. It's 9 o'clock. We did a full hour. Right on time. Um, on time and on budget. It used to be an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, we just we have so much going on each week, so we want to try to um, entertain, educate, and uh, we like doing this. You can tell when people like doing something when they do it every single week for like a decade. Um, that's what we do. So uh, we very much want to thank our team behind the scenes. I think Zay is running the Slack chat Thanks. Uh, for our team. And also um, all of the folks that are purchasing stuff, all of our community members that are doing 
all sorts of things keeping us going, contributing code, doing documentation, helping mm -hmm. us out in a variety of ways. And uh, of course, everyone out there who's just watching, who likes to imagine themselves building something. Sometimes you have to see all the people out there doing it, just like show and tell. So thanks so much. Um, we're gonna play a little bit of music and then um, there's a park that opened, uh, Pier 57 in New York. And it was a little weird because um, no one kind of knew about it, and so uh, I went there. We went there the Sunday I, or Saturday, and yeah. we were like, "That's weird." There's and, this like park, <laughs> and so and so it's on top of like Google, and I'm not quite sure. I so, anyways, I got in and I was by myself, and I and I took a video, so I'm going to play that while I'm okay. uh, I'm shutting down stuff here. So uh, if you're ever in Manhattan, the Pier 57 has a park in. It's on a roof, and you can kind of find a way in. Um, I, I'm sneaky. I, like, I'm, I'm tenacious. I, I found a way in, and I, yeah. I, and I found a telco closet, too. Anyways, so uh, here is your moment of Zener. Thank you so much, everybody. This has been a Native Fruit production. We'll see you next week. Here's your moment of telco. Yeah, I could do a little bit of music. And, well, first moment of Zener, a little bit of music, and then the... Well, no, I'm just going to do the rooftop part because it's a long video. Bye.